put on your Sunday clothes. There's lots of world out there. Get out the brilliant teen and dime cigars. We're gonna find adventure in the evening. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. This is our 12th episode, um, so I'm going to go around the very long uh, table we got right now. You've got uh, our co-host, George. What's up, guys? Hunter. Hey! And today we've got two mice. We've got uh, James. Hey, what's up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got uh, our cousin, Jimmy. How's it going? And, of course, I'm Josh. So uh, we're going to jump right into things now. I don't know what you're waiting on. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to start off with some Disney World news, uh, which I know is probably a surprise for people. But um, I thought it was kind of interesting. They finally are coming out with a purple Magic Band, which uh, if I can definitely say, like, when we went to Disney World, this is something that was missing because uh, every female that uh, we had going with us when we went all wanted the purple one. And we were like... Purple's not an option. And they were mad. All of them were mad about it. I guess I'll take pink. Well, I just want the purple ones. No one cares about the purple ones. Well, purple. maybe because I just can't see colors. Purple <laughs> Purple is royalty. That's no, but uh, I think it's uh, cool to see them actually like giving guests what they actually want. Um, there's some other cool ones that they have coming out with it uh, that they announced with it. Like uh, they've got Tiana, Orange Bird for all of you. Disney Worlders that are obsessed with the orange bird, um, the Disney ugly Christmas sweater, and I think the coolest one that they announced was the, they're going to have the uh, A, B, C, D, and E ticket uh, as like a magic band. That, I think that one was like the coolest one for like a Disney nostalgist. Though I can say all of us right here, we, we've never seen a ticket book. <laughs> <Nope. laughs> oh, I, I guess we've seen our, we've seen our moms, but that's it. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys think of it? Uh, starting with you, Jimmy. The response? Yeah. Um, I like the, the ABC. Well, I know, like actually, I guess, uh, realistically, you haven't even used them yet, because you haven't nope. gone to Disney World. Nope, no. They're, they are really cool, though, like, mm -hmm. um, I know we talked a little bit about it before, but, like, uh, especially, like, as a, uh, like, um, as, like, your ticket method, and I know for us, like, we also had it as our meal plan. Like, it was so cool to just, like, swipe the wristband and not have to pull out your card or do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, it was it was really cool, and it was, uh, it, even for the rooms, like, uh, especially, like, when you're coming back late at night, tired, you just, you're just, like, done with the world. You just put your <laughs> wrist up to the door, and it opens. Like, it, so that satisfying. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, it's it's cool that they're doing this. Uh, I know we've discussed it before, but I think that they're they're finally starting to on dailies because they realize that you know from the jump. I think they realized from the jump that people weren't going to just want to have the uh, you know solid colors. Well, but, yeah, but you know it's nice to see that they slowly moved into it. Yeah, I know. Um, like uh, like a few cast members we know, they actually uh, when the first when the first Magic Bands came out, they had told me that uh, they were planning to do ones with characters. And uh, that they were subtly starting to test it. And uh, we actually saw the first test ones when uh, we went out there uh, last year. Because that was when they came out with the Frozen characters on them. And that was their way of, like, seeing, like... Which I, I think, like, you know, of course, like, anyone that knows us knows we're all Frozen haters. <laughs> but, but like, I, I thought it was actually, like, a clever way to do it. Because it was something that they knew people were really into at the time. And they were just like, 
Well, this is the easiest way to see, will people actually pay more to get a new one, even though they already have one? At which, I mean, like, of course, like, the answer was, duh. Like, <laughs> I mean, Hunter, when we went, he spent $25 buying a Haunted Mansion one. I will rock that till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the Christmas one, I actually don't like it at all. Uh, the reason why is because, like, to me, I don't care about the ugly sweater thing. I, at least I want, like, Mickey Mouse with the, you know, Santa Claus hat. I want something like that instead of, uh, you know, the ugly sweater thing. They actually, um, I believe they do have one with, like, Santa Mickey on it, to be honest. Oh, but, really? um, like, I, th- I think, uh, I actually think the, um, this one looks cool, because even though, as George said, he's colorblind, <laughs> but, uh, it's red, and, like, I love the color red, and uh, I, I also like the whole thing of the ugly Christmas sweater. I do like the hidden Mickey, though. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah. What do you think, James? I like the fact that they have, uh, purple. I mean, I haven't been to uh, Walt Disney World before, but uh, the fact that they have purple and pink, I have two daughters, so my youngest likes pink and my oldest likes purple. So if I would have gone there and there would have been pink, they both would have just been fighting. Uh Of course, now there's Tiana, though. My oldest might choose Tiana because she likes Tiana. Well, like, um, the way it works is, like, when when you book your trip, they originally give you just a solid color, and the colors are, there's gray, blue, green, red... Purple and yellow, and I think orange too, right? Uh, I think so. No, no, no. no, no. I'm asking George. <laughs> oh, um, I just saw a lot of grays. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Orange was one of them because I think one of one of our group members had to switch theirs out for one, and all they had left was the orange one. Yeah. No, it was yellow. No, it was yellow. It was yellow. It was yellow. Yeah, so it was yeah, yellow. there was no orange. Yeah. So there, were, uh, but like purple is like now being brought in as one of the main colors you can grab, which, uh, like I said, like. For our group, like, every every one of the females wanted purple as the color. So, like, uh, to me, I, I think it's, like, great that they're finally offering it. Um, of course, like, for us Disneylanders, we're not going to see that. Uh, well, according to rumor, we're not going to see that for a little while longer. But, you know, I, I actually think that uh, Magic Bands are cool, even though they did cost a reported, like, billion dollars to make. But, like, uh, that whole system, like, it definitely... They definitely, like, uh, have a winner with that. Yeah, you know, we're going to build on that. I just want to apologize to the company because I remember when they initially started this out, I was 100% against it. I was like, this, is, this seems lame. I don't think anybody's going to really follow this. We're there for two days, and I'm like, I don't know how I went to any park without this. <laughs> I still remember before we uh, went to the trip, Josh was just wearing it a week before, just, like, <laughs> showing off. <laughs> yeah, I just needed people to know, you're not going to Disney World, but I am. No, I, I agree with Hunter, though. Like, um, you know, like, effort, like, uh, anyone that also knows me knows that. Like, I was super against them, especially when it apparently cost a billion dollars. I was just like, they could have, like, spent this on, like, a new land instead of doing the hack job that is New Fantasyland, where they <laughs> cut out part of the existing land to put up a new land. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to get on the whole <laughs> Disney World lunacy that they have with their planning. But, like... Hunter's totally right. Like, when you're actually using them, you end up falling in love with them. Like, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I lived without these. (laughs) And, like, that's the thing is, like, uh, yeah, it costs a lot, but, like, that was the thing is, like, they had to implant this system in there. And now all we're seeing is that, you know, it's a huge success, especially, like, with these, like, magic bands. Like, it's like Vinylmation or pins now. Like, they're making, like, 
money just like way ridiculously just being like oh well here's one with Tiana and people are like I need the Tiana one to finish my collection <laughs> just like Hunter when he says about the Haunted Mansion yeah. I want that that's mine yeah and, and mind you they have a Haunted Mansion one that's purple now so <laughs> so speaking of like pins then is that what the Magic Bandits are then or just pins that you add to the band or? um they're sort of like it, uh, yeah, like, uh, I have mine here with the Duffy one for my daughter, but, uh, yeah, what they are is they're little, like, uh, they're little, like, um, kind of like pins that you put into the little holes on there, so, uh, just to, like, show your flair for, like, what you like, like, um, on this picture of the new ones coming out, they have, like, holiday ones, but they also have, like, the attraction ones, which I think is, like, the best way for people to sh to just show off, like, this is what I'm into, especially... They've got Seven Dwarfs Mine Train on there. Yes. <laughs> the best Mine Train uh, coaster that they've got going on since, uh, you know, Gringotts is awful. <laughs> I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Then they have the 2016 ones, which they announced, and they're like, January 1st, you can get these, and they're ugly, but, you know. I guess, uh, I guess for those completists that need everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um... There's also a quick update to the Memory Maker. I guess uh, they're going to be uh, adding a little more to it now. Uh, it's going, or actually to the price. Uh, it used to be $150, and now it's going to be $169, uh, which they just announced. But, you know, I, I can't help but, like, even with it going up a little, um, to be honest, like, with all that you can get with it, I actually thought 150 was kind of low-balling it, like... I, like, when I first read about it, I assumed it was, like, 200 or more. Because, like, it sounds like that. Especially when they're like, oh, you can uh, do digital downloads of all of your vacation photos, and it's unlimited. I was like, unlimited digital downloads. Like, mind you, to put a little history on this, uh, they were doing digital downloads for Splash Mountain uh, pictures at Disneyland a little while ago. They were testing it. It started off at a dollar, then they shot it up to five dollars, then they shot it up to as much as, I think it was $8 was the highest they went, until no one was buying them, and then they dropped it back down to like a dollar, because the whole thing is, it's like, it's a digital photo. I'm not going to spend $8 on a digital photo, but, like, I I like that the whole idea of the memory maker, because, you know, for 150 or now 170 like, it realistically, it's like, oh, well, now I don't have to worry about taking pictures myself. I can just get all of the really great ones that, uh, their uh, photo pass people do. You guys have any thoughts you want to add in? I do. Um, now that memory maker thingy, all you need is just one more person, or well, just a person just to purchase it, right? So, like, when they scan it, just all you need to scan is just a magic band, right? Yeah, you just scan the person who has it. Yeah, that's that too. Like, I've heard of, I've heard about that too, where people talk about like a, an easy way to kind of cheat the system is you have one person uh, buy it. And then everyone uses it. But, like, you know, I mean, yeah, that's kind of shady. But <laughs> but I would do the same thing. Like, I'm sure we're going to do that. Like uh, James says earlier on the podcast, Mr. Cheapo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it also says here that they have, uh, just to, like, bring up, like, the things you can do. So it has unlimited uh, downloads of all of your Walt Disney World Resort vacation memories. And it includes, like, your Disney PhotoPass photos, like, character experiences and magic shots. And it says that, uh, of course, uh, attraction photos and 
um, dining locations. It says here that they have a magical extra, like, animated magic shots and videos from select attractions. I know, like, I had discussed the uh, videos from the attractions. Um, that's actually, I think, a, a really cool thing. That's why, like I said before, I think this is definitely a steal at the price it's currently at. I think so, too. Shh. Don't do that. They'll start raising you. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> provided that they're listening. Um, so to uh, jump back to our coast uh, with some Disneyland news, um, on the Disney Parks uh blog, which I know a lot of people hate on, but, uh, they announced, like, uh, or they had, not announced, they had a, uh, they had an article that was the six things, or six reasons why, uh, you should come to Disneyland in 2016. The first one was that they're gonna be celebrating the 60th until September, which I was like, I don't know why that's my reason to go, because I've definitely already seen it. <laughs> I will say, though, like, uh, every time I go, I notice that they pull out, like, some more new merchandise and stuff, so, like, if anything, yeah, it, it it is good to go, but that's just us as locals anyway. Um, they also listed Season of the Force is still going on, which, you know, Season of the Force is cool, but at the same time, I'm also like, when will it end? Like, I, I, that's my question. When is it not going to be there? No, I think for me it brings up a better question. This is a nice sneak preview, but when when can I get my Star Wars land? Well, I'm dreaming of. Star Wars Land is uh, gonna. They're gonna be building it next year, which is why, uh, as everyone knows, and we went on a long time about uh, the whole thing that they're closing mm -hmm. the Rivers of America and the uh, railroad because they're gonna be gutting it and changing the layout. Which I still like. I can't believe that they're actually doing that. But uh, it's definitely like them showing, you know, that they believe in Star Wars. Yes. Actually, uh, to bring up a little cheap shot really quick, um, oh, I was at work the oh, other no. day watching uh, football, and um, they had a commercial for Universal Hollywood, for Wizarding World coming to Universal Hollywood, and my one gripe with this commercial is it was the same exact commercial that they did for the original uh Wizarding World at Universal Orlando. So, like, to me, I was just like, you didn't even make a new commercial. You gave us the same exact commercial. And then at the end, it just said Universal Hollywood. I was like, oh, well, uh, they, they really, like, in that one commercial, let you know it's the same thing. Nothing new. Now, what have I said before? They are the masters at copy-paste. Yeah. <laughs> like I said before, uh, that one guy, they just changed this to this. You're a genius. <laughs> this is why we love you. Promotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the people at Universal were like, you know, we really need to do something to get people coming here. Then they do Wizarding World, and it's a huge success. And they're like, well, how do we get people to start going to our other parks? Build it at all of them. That way they don't have to come to our park. They can go to any of them. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I will say, though, like, uh, to, to give uh, Disney a little gripe, uh, they did, Disney used to be, like, really uh, guilty of that. You know, like, for instance, Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain and Space Mountain, the fact that you can find that at every Disney park, like, it, that was just them, like, well, this is a success, just build it here. Or, yeah. or Soren being put in the middle of Epcot for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Soren added to Epcot. We'll, we'll get on what's wrong with Epcot in a future episode. <laughs> That'll be a three-hour episode, yes. yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to bring it back, though, um... The thing I thought was interesting in this article about uh, what's coming to Disneyland in 2016 is that they officially said that Luigi's Rollican Rovers is coming early 2016, which 
Um, the rumor right now is that the soft opening is going to be the week after uh, Christmas or, like, early January. So, like, this ride is, like, apparently, like, about to open. Like, so we're, we're definitely going to have to watch the Twitter and I'll, I'll probably find some way to get out there as soon as they open it. But uh, the other thing is that they also announced that um, in early 2016 we're going to get Soarin' Over the World replacing uh, Soarin' Over California, which uh, I know for some of the people here, like James, when we told him, he was like, what? <laughs> His reaction was just uh, upset. <laughs> he didn't I, even know that Soarin' Over California was out. <laughs> I, I'm glad that, I mean, I got to take my oldest on it for the very first time. That was cool, so she got to experience the original one, but... I didn't even know they were doing that. I mean, I just thought that they were just doing maintenance on it or something. <laughs> because it was well, closed every single time we went after that. Um, last year, actually, they, it was closed for a while. And um, you're right. Uh, they were doing maintenance on it, but the maintenance was specifically for the new version because uh, the whole thing was that they were updating the cameras because the cameras before, you know, were like old style like cameras and now they're all digital and HD which is also, um, which, uh, I said it, like, on one of our past episodes, we rode, we rode it after they reopened it, and you can see, like, a blue, like, outline around the whole video, because since it's all digital and HD, there's now this blue outline around the whole thing, and you're just, it kind of takes you out, you're just like, what, what is this thing? <laughs> why, why can I see this? Instead of, like, a VHS, like, put it in. This guy, it's like, when are we going to upgrade this? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they really uh, keep that guy. I don't know his name, but the one the guy says, uh, um, and this this bad boy. Patrick, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah, I hope they keep that guy. He is too funny. <laughs> nice job, pal. My name's Patrick. I'll be your chief flight attendant for this evening. <laughs> I, I, do, I do love uh, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Actually, oh, uh, oh man. I... <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to give you guys a little <laughs> trivia, did you know that he's also in another attraction? No. Do you know which attraction it is? No. You should know. It's Star Tours. <gasps> he's uh, he's the um, security droid that's uh, that's checking on you, like with the camera at the end. Oh my oh, god! Oh, goodness, dude. <laughs> Moving along. It's like whoever's <laughs> listening is like, oh my god. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, that, that's him. That's why it's so. Deep. Um, that's funny. I just want to uh, bring up. I just checked in. I did miss uh, miss say those names. Uh, those attractions are Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters and it's Soarin' Around the World. I don't know why they would drop the over, but whatever. <laughs> We're not gonna gripe about that. <laughs> oh, but the cool thing though about that uh, is that they're going to feature. Uh, Every Disney park, which uh, I know we've said it before, but like uh, I actually think that's a really cool thing that you'll you'll finally get to like it, even like for us we've we've never seen the international ones, so to actually see it on there that'll be cool, um, and I can't wait to see it. What do you guys think? On the window, Jamie. What do you think about no about the uh, I, I was talking about soaring over the world, right? Um, the as long world. as they have the the pretty smells. <laughs> I'll be happy. James? I mean, oh. I will say, like, uh, when it comes to uh, the orange scent, that's, like, a very popular scent that Disney loves to just throw in there. <laughs> so, I'm I'm quite certain like that's going to be in there. <laughs> they, I, 
Speaking of the orange scent, they always use that like on the ocean part. I remember it's like, why does the ocean smell like orange? But, but no, I'm I'm excited because I'm, the only other international park that I've seen, and it was through a video, was uh, France. Disneyland oh yeah, Disneyland Paris. Paris? Yeah, and uh, that's like ninety two or ninety one <laughs> when the the original VHS came with the sing along yeah. version. You can switch it to, to French mode and it goes to Disneyland Paris. So I bet you that has changed a lot. Yeah, actually, I I do, like, for me, the one I really want to see is, uh, I want to see Disneyland Paris because, uh, well, one of my friends, he saw it, and he loved it. He actually told me that they, uh, him and his wife, they were only going to go for the day, and they went, and he said that when they left, they they regretted it. They were like, we should have been here for a couple days, because he said, like, Disneyland Paris is actually really cool, and then I know, like, Tony Baxter... Because he designed it, it's supposed to be like the most beautiful park there is. So that's one thing I really want to see. Not to mention, of course, Tokyo Disney Sea. Like I have to see Tokyo Disney <laughs> Sea because that's apparently like the greatest uh, Disney park ever. Especially like with the Japanese, like their whole mentality is, oh, we'll pay for everything. We just want it to be spectacular. So you get like awesome things. And then I guess to keep going, I do want to see Mystic Manor. I want to see Mystic <laughs> Manor in person. Uh, I'm also excited for the Japan one. Um, I'm just curious, like, I wonder how they're going to do it on Florida, because they have four different parks. Do you think they're just going to do just a main park? To, to be honest, I think it's just the Magic uh, Kingdom-style parks, uh, but I'm sure they'll, like, do, like, a... They'll probably do a quick one, like, especially Disney World. You can... If you do it high enough, you can see all four. I was just going to say that. Just go, like, you know, yeah. going low. We We flew over it. We know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I honestly want to see Disney Tokyo see more than anything else. A and, huge uh, volcano. Yeah. <laughs> I have that big book of the Disney Mountains that talked about that volcano. but I've got the uh, you know. Disney Imagineering book down yeah, here. See? Yeah. <laughs> how, how do they film these things? Do they, do they use uh, drones now? Or? No, they, they use the helicopter. That was the thing, too, is like, we already knew. It was uh, unconfirmed before. Actually, they still haven't confirmed it, but everyone knows that it's going to feature every Disney park because they had to put out, like, a, like a, they had to get a um, clearance to do it because they do flyovers of it. And when they um, did it, like, uh, everyone knew, like, it was, like, a couple years ago now, but that they were doing the flyover at Disneyland and uh, Disney California Adventure. Actually, I think I was there for it because uh, I remember I saw about it and then, like, we just happened to go for it. <laughs> Just to make sure we were there. So you'll probably see me. <laughs> no, but, yeah, they, uh, like, that's the thing is, like, everyone knew it was happening because they had to put in, like, you know, everything so everyone could see that they already got the approval to do the flyovers. And uh, apparently, like, it was, like, a, in a chopper or whatever, so, like, you know, it's, like, a quick flyover of it, but they would have to refilm it. Mm. Um, I can just picture you, oh, they're, like, I mean, just, I don't know. I think it's just going to be cool. I mean... Oh, I do have something. Like, I really hope they... Like, since, like, for me, I've never seen, like, Tokyo, whatever. I really hope they do it, like, like really, like, you know, really, really nice. Like, for, like, Disneyland, Disney World. So, like, so the people over there, they know, like, you know, Disneyland, Disney World is something really big also, you know? Yeah, I... Yeah, the more, the more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking that they must show, like, every park, like, uh... 
you know, DCA and Animal Kingdom and all that, because, like, when it really comes down to it, like, people around the world, they want to see all of them. Because if it's just the Magic Kingdom-style parks, like, a lot of them look the same, so, like, it's not going to be... Especially the castles, like, most of them are the Sleeping Beauty castles, so, like, you'll see the same castle over and over again. Yeah. Um, of course, like, a really cool thing is it's... Apparently, it's going to end uh, at Shanghai, because it's actually... They filmed it for Shanghai, so uh, Shanghai's going to have it. Uh, but, so, you're not going to get the Christmas Disneyland anymore. <laughs> I, I must say, I think the Christmas Disneyland is really funny, though, because, like, they do uh, Christmas for Disneyland so differently now that, like, when you watch that, you're just like, whoa, a blast from the past. Right? Yeah, I also enjoy writing it just for that feeling, you know, it's the middle of July and I'm watching <laughs> exactly. a Christmas parade. I'm like... Yes. <laughs> I also love that you, you can also tell that it's not LED lights. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they have a character, like, you, you know, the old ones think about, I hope they do something like that, like Dumbo or something. Duffy. <laughs> Duffy. <laughs> right. Bring it's, him in. <laughs> it's going to be BB-8. It'll be Duffy riding a, a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Duffy, remember me? Everyone's like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm excited to see where they put the hidden Mickey. One, oh, right? Remember, the, it used to be the golf ball. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, quick trivia. Do you know who uh, is the one hitting that golf ball? Michael Eisner. He asks these questions because he knows we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the interesting thing, though, is that uh, that was Michael Eisner's cameo in it. So, uh, it's actually... What a good hit. <laughs> yeah, it actually makes you wonder, like, I know, like, the joke online is, uh, is Bob Iger going to have a cameo then to, you know, to be the rightful replacement but we'll see we'll see what happens i don't know he seems like he doesn't enjoy anything so <laughs> oh they might have a shot of him counting his money yeah it'll be a shot of him just standing in a suit <laughs> not even waving <laughs> he's like bill belichick like you're just like do you ever smile <laughs> here's your baby mr uh here's your baby cool um <laughs> thank you okay Alright, so uh, moving on, um, this is like the one of the coolest things that we're going to talk about. Uh, the new Main Street window came online, and it's Aladdin, and we actually watched the video before this, and this thing is spectacular, like, especially after the, like, crop job that they did on that uh, awful Frozen one. Like, I, I still can't believe, like, how detailed it is, and just how long it is, even, like, yeah. It has so much to it. Like, it t it gives you so much in the story and, like, just everything about it. It was perfect Disney imagineering, Disney storytelling in a window. Like, especially, like, I know we watched, uh, we watched the Frozen one, too. The Frozen one, like, you're just like, okay, like, it's basically like an ad. Like, here's the characters for you. But the Aladdin one gave you, like, that fir the first half of the story. Just like, oh, you know... Abu. It even has Abu trying to get the gem, which yeah. I know when I watched it with my daughter, she sat there the whole time pointing everything out to us. She was like, Abu, 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 Genie. I was like, yes, we see it too. Well, how do you guys feel? I like it. Um, the only thing I don't know if people get upset about <clears throat> Jasmine not being there, even though she is a princess. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, uh, it is. That's true, but like, I know... The old one, um, what you know, before they replaced them, it was, because uh, it was like, you know, magical moments or whatever, that the one that they were doing for 10 years, it had Aladdin and Jasmine on the carpet. So, like, 
you know, I, I think it's fresh, it's a nice, fresh thing to see, like, a different scene. That, the movie is called Aladdin, too. <laughs> <laughs> Aladdin and Jasmine. I, so. I will say, though, like, uh, to agree a little with George, it does feature every character but Jasmine. <laughs> like, all of the main cast are there. Even Jafar is in exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know what? In, in terms of, like, how great it was, we watched that video. It is now my new favorite window. But, you know, I, it's funny because I, I didn't think anything would be able to replace Toy Story because I really enjoyed the Toy Story one, but I had a huge bias towards that film because it's, like, my favorite movie ever. But, you know, I was impressed by it. Just the, the genie presentation alone would yeah. have been fine by me. <laughs> That's true. It, just the genie, the way they did genie coming out of the out of the lamp would have been awesome. Or even just the Aladdin coming up the steps. Like, and mind you, I know he's not really going up the steps, but the fact that they <laughs> did the work to make it look like he was, and then even just the little shaking he does before he goes to grab the lamp, like, it was just perfect the way they did it. I agree. Um, especially, like you said about the genie one, when, like, the... You know, the money of the gold comes out. That's so cool. What do you think, Jimmy? The presentation of all of it was just great. I loved how the genie came up, especially how Josh mentioned Aladdin coming up the steps and the hesitation. It just, it was just the whole first half of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I did notice, too, you know when he's, you know, stepping up, uh, how the music was, like, a little... Yeah. <laughs> that, too. Like, um, actually, all of the other ones, you'd notice, like, uh, the other ones have, like, two songs that they play. This one had, like, I think it was, like, four. Because it, it did, like, uh, the original, like, just the Cave of Wonders, and then it had, like, Friend Like Me, and so, like, it had, like, so many different parts to it. Like, uh, what, the Toy Story one, I know, it's basically just, uh, you've got a friend in me, mm -hmm. and then, like, uh, when it changes over where Andy leaves... It's just the uh, Spanish version of it with Buzz and Jesse <laughs> dancing. You just get two versions of yeah. the song. <laughs> I, I think, though, like, this is definitely A-plus work. And, and I know, like, uh, it, you know, speaking for all of us, like, we all thought it was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Our keyword. Now to jump on something that truly was amazing. Star Wars <laughs> The Force Awakens opened, and George and I, uh, we, we've already seen this movie twice. Y'all need to catch up. Actually, I know. My, my buddy saw it three times the first day, so... <laughs> you can't need to catch up. So we need to catch up to him. But uh, Star Wars uh, is already, you know, presenting itself as a huge movie. Um, it's uh, Here's a bunch of records that it shattered. Uh, it broke the biggest Thursday preview growth with $57 million. Biggest domestic debut ever with $238 million. Uh, biggest Friday gross ever with 120.5 million. Wow. Uh, first film to post single day gross over 100 million dollars. Fastest film to make 100 million dollars and 200 million dollars. Biggest December debut ever, which beat out The Hobbit and unex an unexpected journey. Which I would say it was an unexpected journey into crap. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Minor details. Uh, uh, highest per theater average for a wide release with $57,568,000. Uh, uh, that's actually like, a, like, I'm like a super movie guy, so that's actually huge. Like, usually you see like movies, they're like saying like, oh, this movie made like, you know, $20,000 per theater. But like, 
this is insanity. <laughs> like, that's almost $60,000 every theater. Like, that's quite insane. But uh, biggest opening weekend of all time in Australia, Austria, Bulgaria, Croatia, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Hungary, Iceland, New Zealand, Norway, Romania, Russia, Serbia, Sweden, Ukraine, and the UK. Wow. The biggest IMAX debut ever with $48 million. Most pre-sales ever with over $100 million. I already knew that, like, uh, I think we had said that, too, that its uh, pre-sales were already at, like, a, I think it was $130 million, which uh, shattered the record for pre-sales, which beat out, it was, like, one of the Hunger Games, so something stupid. But, uh, <laughs> like, that, that was the thing, though, is, like, people were insane for this movie. Um Best opening for a Star Wars film, beating out Revenge of the Sith, which I'm sure a lot of you out there are just like, well, duh. <laughs> um, well, hey. This is, yeah. Hey. This is the biggest one, though. Uh, it's the biggest opening weekend of all time with $528 million globally, and this beat out the uh, record breaker, which was Jurassic World, which had $521 mil- or $25 million. Um, it's actually cool, too, because, like, they did like a nice little nod to uh, to uh, Star Wars about it. The uh, producers like Frank Marshall and uh, Colin Trevorrow they uh, posted a picture where it was like the T Rex putting the uh, the stupid Yavin Four Rebel uh, medal that Hunter has uh, on BB Eight. Yeah, I, I thought it was nice though. Like, uh, I mean, Marvel even did it uh, when Jurassic World beat out their record for Avengers. Uh, you know, making it uh, what the third highest grossing film of all mm-hmm. time. Uh, they they did like a nice thing where they uh, they posted like a picture. I forget what the picture was, but it was like them saying, "Oh, you know, congrats to you guys." But it's nice to see that it's all like amicable and polite going on. Well, I mean, from Jurassic World's point of view, like you're probably gonna beat us, but we walked through it at two billion as well, so <laughs> no hard feelings here. You know, when you were reading the whole thing, I keep hearing million, million, million. <laughs> yeah, actually, because because it broke all these records, and uh, I know Jimmy said it earlier, but one of the biggest things is, um, before yesterday, they were already saying that uh, Disney's, mind you, Disney's estimate was that for their global box office, it was $517 million, which would have been short of beating uh, biggest global opening, but everyone was already giving them the excuse that they hadn't opened in China, because... One of the things for Jurassic World is that it opened in China the same day that it opened here, which, uh, if anyone knows, China is the second biggest uh, market for movies. So the fact that Star Wars hasn't even opened in China and it's already beat these records, like, it's already showing that this movie is humongous. Like, I feel a little bad because, like, Episode <laughs> Eight can't match this. Like, there's no way it can. But, like, uh, this is humongous, especially January 9th when... It finally comes to China. Like, I can't wait to see what those totals look like. All I can say is, I feel bad for whoever's at the top of this list for highest grossing film of all time. They're probably shaking right now. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, let's be real. James James Cameron is probably sitting at home going, uh, to him, I bet he would love to see it happen just because, like, realistically, Star Wars is what uh, actually made him become a director. Um, I know I've told this story a few times, but James Cameron said that he was like, he was like flipping burgers at a you know at a diner and then he saw Star Wars when it came out and that like inspired him to become a director and then of course Titanic was the highest grossing mm-hmm. film of all time and then it got beat out by Avatar 
So it w- I would love to see Star Wars like just top that and just mm-hmm. be like, nope, it's us. But I'm sure he's I'm sure he's not even complaining if it happens. Not to mention <laughs> it's taking him like what ten years to make it one sequel to oh, Avatar. Yeah. And every, every time he talks about it, he announces a new sequel for it. And you're like, well, make one sequel and then talk about another one. Come on, man. Well, uh, maybe he's just looking for an excuse to have another movie with unnecessary amounts of explosions. Well, I mean, James Cameron, like, uh, you know, I don't disparage James Cameron at all. He's he's definitely a great director oh, yeah. and a writer, even though his film is basically Pocahontas. Uh, with blue cats, but you know, it, it's still like a it's still like a, a standalone like good film. Blue cats, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I know we were gushing before Star Wars is definitely the rightful heir. Like this movie was so amazing. Like I said, we saw it twice, mind you. George and I we saw the first showing of it by complete accident because we bought tickets for the second day for uh, the actual opening, the 18th. But then I decided to check on Fandango for the first day because I really wanted to see it. And I saw an opening on the first showing, which was 7.15. And I told my wife, I was like, that can't be right. I was like, you, because uh, we were close by to the theater we went to. So I was like, you want to go by and see? So we go. And I asked, I was like, do you guys still have tickets for the 7.15 showing? And she was like, yeah, we do. And I was like, I will take them. <laughs> and I called oh. Georgia and I was like, hey, do you want to see it? And he was like, buy the tickets. I will, I'm on my way now. <laughs> hey, you know, I was in the middle eating uh, Panda Express. Uh, I was, we just got our food. We sat down. And that's when he called me. He said, hey, you want to buy a ticket? It's like, duh, buy it now. And I couldn't eat because I was so excited, so I just threw the photo. <laughs> I was with my girlfriend. I was like, "Hey, we gotta go now, dude." This, this movie definitely. Oh my god, I cannot gush enough. I want to give out so many spoilers, dude. But there were so many things that were right. Like the new characters, even were just perfect. Finn and Ray, I love those characters. BB-8 was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Han Solo coming in was awesome. Like especially the. His little quips that he kept saying were just so funny, especially with <laughs> so the bowcaster. I love his, his comments about the bowcaster. Uh, you know, I really, really thought that, you know, those two new characters was going to suck. I honestly thought so. I don't know why. It's just, I really thought they were going to ruin that movie. But I, I was wrong. I will say, like, uh, I was really hoping that they would be great characters. I know I've said it before, but, like, for me, I was especially, like, for... Ray, I really wanted Ray to be a great character because I have a daughter. So for me, like, I've, you know, mind you, I'm a boy. But, uh, <laughs> what, like, for me, having a daughter, like, I can't help but, like, look around and just be like, there really is nothing for my daughter to, like, look forward to being. Like, even, like, I love Jurassic World, but it's like, there's one character in that movie that's amazing, and it's, of course, Owen Grady, Chris Pratt. And you can't help but look at it and be like, you know, I know my daughter's not going to want to be the girl because she was stupid. And, <laughs> and then, like, you know, Wonder Woman and Batman v Superman. Oh, uh, don't talk about Just that. off of the trailer, I, I can oh. just assume, like, I don't care. Like, we might not even see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, this was, honestly, this is my second favorite Star Wars film, I think. I would I would definitely agree. I was thinking about it today because uh, I know my dad, to be a jerk, he was like, oh, you know, it was definitely Jar Jar good, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it, what did he say? It wasn't, it wasn't Luke, uh, I'm Luke, your... I'm your father good, which I was like, shut your mouth. I will send you to a home right now, old man. <laughs> but, like, for me, like, I, I was thinking a lot about it, and I was just like, you know, I really did enjoy this movie. 
especially like I like George. I was concerned about the new characters. I was a little worried, like you know, especially when we were watching it, um, seeing how long it took for Han to get in there. I was concerned, like you know, what if uh, I was thinking, I'm like, what if these characters aren't great? Like they have to pull you through this movie to get to Han and Luke and everything, and then. Like, when we saw it, I didn't even care if Han was ever coming, because just everything by itself like, was good by itself. Uh, I especially love when they're running, and she's like, uh, she's like, no, that's garbage. <laughs> the garbage will do. <laughs> I, don't, it's, I, love, uh, I just wa- rewatched uh, episode four today, oh, no. and I just love, like, everyone's always trashing the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> like, hey! <laughs> No, you just, if, if anything, the only thing that makes me sad about this movie is I'm upset because I'm in my 20s and I can't grow up with this film, you know, the way I got to grow up with the uh, terrible, terrible thing that is the prequels. Yeah. Uh, episode I mean, one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Listen here, Jar Jar. Look, mind you, I grew, I grew up watching the original trilogy and wanting to be Han Solo and Luke Skywalker based on those movies. So, like, for me, like, Star Wars, no matter what, always great. Even the prequels, I love the prequels. Um, you know, of course, I will, I'll let you know right now, they're not my favorite ones. Like, uh, sure. for me, I was, I was getting to that, too. Like, I would agree with Hunter. It's my, Force Awakens would be my number two. Because number one, I would, oh, I, it's always Empire. Always Empire. <laughs> no, George. <laughs> Return of the Jedi is never. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is definitely like my new number two. Number three, uh, like I was thinking a lot about it. And number three, like I, it definitely like I go back and forth between saying it's uh, episode four or uh, episode three. Because like, you know, I know a lot of you hate the prequels, but episode three is definitely awesome. Like. Uh, actually, one thing I do want to say is the lightsaber duel in this movie. I love that it was classic style. It was like, they weren't flip-flopping around. There wasn't insanity. It was just them straight lightsaber dueling. I agree. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, to build on this, as much as I do hate the prequels, you know I'll watch them, and I'll enjoy watching them, even with my stupid, sarcastic quips, but... You know, uh, this movie was was perfect. My favorite movie out of all of them is uh, New Hope, and I was telling James, and I told you about it, and I was like, you know, this feels kind of like the New Hope. It's building a new story, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. Actually, I was going to say, for me, the one negative thing I would definitely say is that I couldn't help but, when I was watching it the second time, I could not help but sit see that almost every scene was like a shot for shot from episode four yeah. just with new characters yeah. yeah but then like that's the, one thing i do really love is that uh they turned the luke character into two different characters because you get finn and you get ray which are like they're basically an amalgamation of luke skywalker's character because luke skywalker actually even poe because like poe He's the best pilot ever, which Luke Skywalker is the best pilot ever. And then you, like, everything, like, they parallel one character. But yeah. I love that they split them up, especially, like, Ray. I love, uh, I especially love the whole mystery, that they didn't just give you everything straight up. You don't know why Kylo Ren's such a prick, but he is. <laughs> you, you didn't get who, uh, you didn't get why Ray's family left her. And, you know, but I love that, too. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was great to show her just, like, how desperate she was for, you know, to leave. But then at the same time, when she was presented with it, she wanted to go back because she was still, like, I'm still waiting for them. And they're, you know, mind you, of course, uh, I forget her name now, but the, the lady, uh, was it Maz or something like that? Roz? Yeah. Maz? So I don't remember. Yeah, the short lady with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she told her, you know, she was like, 
it, they're not coming. Like, uh, but you know, that's the thing. Is like, just that child inside her was like, they're coming. They're. I've been waiting a long time, but they'll come. They're coming back. Don't yeah. Worry. And, and I also love Finn. Like, Finn, I thought was awesome. <laughs> just, just his whole mentality of, I, I just want to run away. Like, I love that he... But then, of course, like, you know, his uh, obvious, like, uh, you know, um, you can call it whatever it is, but his obvious, like, attraction or whatever for a race <laughs> is what kept him, you know, coming back to right. doing the right thing. Which, when it comes down to it, look at Hansel. Hansel is the same character, oh, like... He, he just wanted to run, he, especially presented with fighting the Empire, but when he had to, he had to come back and, even in this movie, he had to eventually come back and be like, you know, I have to, I have to stand for, for this right. and against this. And, and you, you, you actually hit, hit it on the head, the nail on the head, you know, that's why I, I think Finn's my favorite character from this movie is, one, he's such a complete character, I feel, but two... He was also a hilarious person in the film. Like, you know, we're, we're watching it, and I love his little back and forth with Ray when they're running away. He's like, you know, who are you waiting for? You know, yeah. it's like, is it family? Is it a boyfriend? Is he, uh, is he handsome? Is he <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with the resistance. This is what we look like. Not all of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys noticed, like, how the camera effects did on episode 7. It's, I mean, like you said, just like the, like the episode 4. Like, they didn't make it, make it too crazy. They just, yeah. like, keep it once. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I was actually talking to a co-worker uh, because we were just talking about the, you know, how the movie. And the one thing he noticed, and I actually read reviews about it, is that everyone, like you said, it's, you know, it's from number four, how the effects and everything, they didn't make it too crazy. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends, he hated it because he wanted the, a more fighting scene, like episode one, two, and three. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I tell them, that's why people hate you. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, you're not a Star Wars fan, so get out of here. Uh, to point out two things about, like, Finn, I love the fact, the first scene, I mean, they make you realize that stormtroopers are actually people, <laughs> and they're not just flesh robots that follow orders, because, I mean, he, he was definitely, like, had doubts about everything that he had to do, and, I mean, he was literally taken from birth and trained to do these things and he was still human enough to be like no this is wrong i actually i thought it was really interesting uh that they they still made callbacks to the uh prequels and the original trilogy because uh kylo ren even says he's like uh perhaps perhaps uh snow uh snoke should reconsider using clones because of finn and i i thought that was a nice little callback to you know that basically with the first order that they're trying this new thing by you know, basically brainwashing kids into becoming stormtroopers. And I thought it was really interesting that, you know, Finn rejected it once he got into battle and saw, like, how devastating and how wrong everything was. Yeah. But you were your other... And then, um, to point out how there wasn't as much, like, flashy fight scenes and stuff, um, you know, the two Jedi-type characters that, that were featured in this film weren't trained yeah. They weren't as trained as the, <laughs> even in um, Phantom Menace. I mean, you had seasoned Jedis fighting. So, I mean, it makes sense that they're not actually flipping around and doing all those yeah. crazy <laughs> moves. Cause they don't know how to do that stuff yet. Well, so, even Luke doesn't know how to do that stuff. Yeah. Of course, you know, realistically, no one should know how to do that stuff. But <laughs> I was just listening to a podcast, uh, Radio Harambe. They talk about uh, Disney Animal Kingdom and... I thought it was funny because he mentioned uh, watching episode one, and he said that uh, 
what episode one was like so awful that he he said that if this lightsaber duel at the end isn't uh, good, I'm just gonna leave. Which you know I'm listening to it and I was just like, Dave, I'm about to hate you. Like, <laughs> I love too that he he said though he said that the duel between Qui Gon Jinn, e, uh, Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> and Darth Maul was so good that he said it saves episode one. And I was like, okay, like mind you, I think episode one is actually a good movie. Uh, I will say like. There are certain things that are, like, a little, like, eh, about it. Um, actually, I was just thinking about it, too. Like, even in episode one, like, they didn't jump around as much. Like, the lightsaber duels were more realistic. Mm-hmm. It's when you get to two and three, all of a sudden they're, like, hot, flip-flopping everywhere. <laughs> like, doing all this crazy stuff. Yoda pulls out a lightsaber, and he's like, uh, goes from uh, having, like, arthritis to all of a sudden he can jump around. Like, it, it didn't make sense, but, like, yeah, like, uh, I know you've all mentioned it, um, the effects were, like, amazing, like, amazing, especially, like, I know J.J. Abrams, he said it from the beginning, that he wanted to do as much, um, real effects as he could, because he thought that that was the thing that set Star Wars apart, that it felt real, and I totally think that this movie proves that, you know, real effects always look better than fake effects, because, like, you know, like, uh, even that cantina scene that they had in it, like, all the CGI characters, like, you you didn't even notice them as much because you saw so many real things around it that it kind of blended mm-hmm. in. So, like, uh, or even, like, um, you know, I was going to say, like, uh, one of my favorite scenes, I'm not going to say what it is because it's a spoiler, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to call it Torn Apart because that's what it's called on the soundtrack. And that scene, like, beautifully shot. Like, and mind you, that's, that one scene, I would say, is probably, like, uh, parts of it are, like, ugly because it's CGI. And you can tell that certain parts of it are CGI. But, like, the lighting of it, you can tell it's real. Because, like, especially the lighting on Kylo Ren's face, like, so beautiful. And so masterfully shot. Like, with that one scene, the second time I watched it, I just sat there and, like, a tear almost came out of my eye just out of the beauty of the scene. I was just like, like, in the lighting, you got everything. Like, you got all of the drama and... The, everything out of it. Like, I was just sitting there, like, amazed that light could do so much for you. <laughs> you just stand up and just start clapping. <laughs> yes. 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 Mind you, that scene is so shocking. The first time I heard someone just openly yell out, No! <laughs> and then, like, my buddy said that he heard a couple people just straight cry at that scene. Like, he said you could hear them just sniffling, like, Oh, my God. I can't believe... But... That's the thing, and I know, we discussed it too, like, that scene, it's upset. like, even for me, it was upsetting what happened, but when you really analyze it, it had to happen, because it was the only thing that could progress the story forward, because it was one of those things where it would have turned into basically like, uh, you know, like, uh, any of the uh, prequel trilogy, like, it would have just ended with basically, so the bad guys lost, and that was it, like, you know... You needed something that pulled the characters into what was happening. And I think that, as upsetting as that scene was, you needed that You needed that to pull them through. It's like Toy Story 3. The hand scene is <laughs> awful. The Andy playing with them the last time is awful. But you need those scenes to give you what what's happening. Especially, like, the hand-holding scene. That's the scene that truly, like, gives Woody the whole thing of, we're not, we're not going to live forever. So we might as well, like, keep doing what we do, and that means, you know, even though it's upsetting, I'm getting goosebumps thinking of that scene, but even though it's upsetting that he had to let, finally let go of Andy and move on because 
you know, Andy had to move on and grow up, and it, it's just... I know, like, we're all getting the feels right now. <laughs> Just stop! So that, was a, that was the only movie when, like, I was about to cry. Choke that up. was like, oh, I can do it, I can do it. Yeah, I, I remember when I saw that, and I saw it opening day, I was just, I was shocked by the, by those scenes. I was just like, I can't believe this. And it, it literally, like, you know, I know I'm a, I'm a little upset that they announced a 4 coming because it was a great ending to the mm-hmm. Toy Story franchise, but... Like, that ending, like, you totally, like, when Andy left, like, you couldn't help but feel like, you know, you were that same boat, because we grew, especially us, we grew up with Toy Story. We're all, like, about the age that Andy is, and, like, even me, like, I was, I was, like, a young kid when it came out, like, I was, what, like, six, so, I mean, like, for me, like, that was, like, truly the end of, like, uh, an era for me, to see Andy just fully give up. Woody, you were just like, oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> of course, a real person would have never given up Woody, but... <laughs> He's mine. Uh, I was a sophomore when that movie came out. We're not going to bring that up, but... Yeah, you know, you're right. This movie, it did things to me that I didn't realize a you know, movie could do. I mean, honestly, just the opening scroll, I was telling you guys about it before we started recording. I, I had to choke back, like, this one tear that was coming from my eye because I was like, oh my god, I'm here for this. Yeah, I... You know, we we really cannot gush enough about it. Star Wars is definitely a must-see, and I am definitely going to see it a few more times. (laughs) I mean, like, the last movie I saw multiple times in the theaters was Wreck-It Ralph, and I saw it three times. And that's, mind you, that was considering that I saw it the first time for free. And (laughs) that movie was so good, I was like, I need to see this again. It was so good. And this definitely Force Awakens, like, they did their work. Like, they made a masterful just amazing film and i know like i have friends out there you can't call everything a film look certain things are a film and star wars the force awakens is definitely a film uh oh yeah the the last movie i saw multiple times was actually earlier this year with jurassic world but i'll be darned if i don't watch this movie at least two more times than i saw jurassic world i saw jurassic world Three times. <laughs> That's funny, because I saw Jurassic... And mind you, I love Jurassic World, but I saw Jurassic World, like... I think it was, like, a month and a half after it came out. Like, I I don't know why, but I was just, like... I was, like, not really interested to see it. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God! And I remember my wife, she was like, I don't want to see this again. And I was like, I want to see it again! <laughs> so I ended up uh, illegally downloading it and watching it at home. I, did, I actually did the same thing for Age of Ultron, which... Age of Ultron... I'm not going to get too too much on it. Age of Ultron is actually a masterpiece. Like, I know a lot of people hate it on it, especially about Ultron didn't seem like that big of a threat. Look, Ultron wasn't as big of a threat as Thanos because Thanos is a mastermind villain. Ultron was a threat at the moment. But the thing is, is that he was a huge threat because he straight up threatened all of humanity. Mm-hmm. And mind you, re-watching the... I've rewatched. Age of Ultron a few times, and that movie is actually really great. Like, especially Ultron as a character, like, you can't help but, like, if you really analyze him, like, he is a very flawed character, but I love that the way Joss Whedon wrote him, that he understood that he was flawed. And they even say it, that they point out that even though he thinks humanity is, you know, weak, that he kept going back to it because in his mind he couldn't help but be like, you know, humans are what makes everything great. Like, 
And he, you know, of course, he could never be that. That's why he tried to make himself an android. I'm not going to get too big into it. But that's a great movie. Whoa, relax. <laughs> relax. You're making the gears of my head yeah. go too fast. Age of Ultron is great. But Star Wars Force Awakens, amazing. Like, you have to see this movie. Uh, we cannot gush enough about it. But yeah. we really need to move on. <laughs> we cannot overstate that enough. It's sad that we have to move on. It's, we like, really have it's like talking about Universal. We could talk to days. We, we, could, we, could, yeah. we could smash that, that place as much as you want. Uh, yeah, I could go over every inch of Universal with you, but we, we don't have the time. <laughs> so we're going to get to our uh, final subject, which is uh, Disneyland announced, actually Disney Parks in general, uh, announced new security standards in the wake of uh, recent events. And these uh, new security standards are very much heightened security. Like, uh, you know, you I know I've seen a lot of hate about it, but it, uh, and we discussed a lot of it, but, you know, it really comes down to, like, a lot of things. But some of the highlights of this is uh, with the new security standards um, at the bag check, now past the bag check, they have metal detectors, and uh, they will randomly screen people through these. And I've already seen people complaining online that if you're going by yourself, you will automatically be uh, going through that metal detector. Because that's like one of the things that will automatically set you through it. Um, all toy guns are banned now. So anything rep that's representative of a gun, you cannot have there. And that's considering even their bubble guns. So, like, what? one of the crazy things is that all uh, all of the toy guns are now not for sale at Disneyland. They took all of them off the shelves, which I know we were just we were just discussing it earlier. And one of the points that um, Jimmy made was uh, the Star Wars blasters, and you know, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure they they also made that demise. Um, but uh, another thing is, uh, all adults cannot wear costumes anymore. Um, they've They've always said that adults can't wear costumes, but they're really relaxed about it. But now they've they've straight up decided that if you're over the age of 14, you cannot wear a costume. What about for uh, Mickey's Not So Scary? Um, that's going to come up later. I, I don't know. They, they didn't say uh, for certain what will happen, but, you know, I'm assuming, to be honest, like with the whole heightened security, with things... Probably by the time that comes up, that's not going to be an issue anymore. Right. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, like, what, for instance, the bag check. Like, you know, bag check has been there since 9-11. And it hasn't left since 9-11. So I think one thing is that these metal detectors are here to stay. And one thing that they've also brought in is they now have bomb-sniffing dogs, which, uh, you know, I know, like, uh, Mice Chat uh, kind of, like, we're talking trash about it, but the whole thing is, like, um, even for me, like, I know I, I discussed this earlier with uh, you guys. For me, like, Disneyland's an escape. Uh, Disney parks are an escape from reality. But then when you're presented with the with this, you can't help but feel like, you know, that this is bringing that fear and all that of the real world into what we love. But then it really comes down to, like, especially the with the way things are, you can't be too careful. Like, you have to give up a little bit to get the security and uh as much as it upsets me to say like you know we have to have these because you you know we don't want to chance something this you know awful like this happening at a disney park you know um i know like even out here in vegas we uh we just had last night um mm -hmm. a, a crazy lady decide to drive onto the street or onto the sidewalk and 
Hit run over forty. I think it was forty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, it was thirty-seven people, and one of them died. And apparently, they were saying that people were trying to stop her, and she just stared them down and just kept going. And like that's the thing. It's like uh, you know, when when you're really presented with like scary things like that, you can't help but just be like, you know, I would rather us like have to go through metal detectors than for me to have to deal with one day this really happening. Right. And that's that's a good point because you know you see when you when when you originally brought this point to me I was a little upset but I was like you know what nowadays with the the stuff that that crazy people are pulling you can't actually be too safe now I'd like you said I'd rather go through this and not have to worry about it ever happening than not having this and even fathom that idea. Well, it's like uh, I just talked to a guest who was from Colorado and I told him that I saw the uh, first showing of Star Wars and uh, I asked him about. You know when he's gonna see it. He said he was gonna see it back when he got to Colorado, but he told me that, you know, uh, because of the you know the shooting at the, the Dark Knight's yeah Dark Knight Rises premiere, they don't even do midnight premieres in Colorado at all. So like, you know, like they're like you can't help but be like you know, you don't want a chance at it happening. I would rather I you know I I know I've said it already, but I would rather have to deal with this. And I know like a big complaint right now is that it's adding. A huge queue to the bag check, which already had a big queue. So, like, uh, this is, like, taking over, like, a lot of your time. But it's, you know, it's just the world we live in now, upsettingly. You know, I agree with you, uh, Josh and Hunter, about it. Uh, the main thing, you know, I'm not even a parent, but, like, as a parent, at least you don't feel, like, you know, like, suspicious. Like, someone's, like, suspicious because they're already, you know, checked already. Um, I think I think it's going to be great. Like, like, just for me... At least I feel more safer. I can enjoy the park instead of having that little, little fear. Like, why is this guy doing this? Why is this suspicious, you know? Well, yeah, like, uh, I know George knows. When we saw Star Wars, um, and especially since we were seeing the first showing, uh, like, uh, the people we were with were a little fearful of that because they were like, oh, what if someone tries something? And then there was, like, a kind of weird, sinister-looking guy that we had. We had a guy. <laughs> we, we had a guy in the theater. He sat uh, in the... Uh, he sat, like, uh, in the right wheelchair the seat. Yeah. Uh, he had uh, blue hair. He was wearing a long uh, trench coat. And he was re- he was reading a book that was called The Lamb of God. So, like, everything everything in, like, your... Every, everything to you that's suspicious, this guy was. Yeah. And, you know, I was a, I was a little, like... Uh, I wasn't scared of it, but I, you know... I did look at him a lot. But then I noticed that security... They noticed him, and they had... One, they had one security guard on each side of the theater watching him, and they were even in the row that he was in, just watching him. And these weren't like regular security, because mind you, I do security. I could tell these were the managers. Like that's who these guys were, because they were big. And these guys were like, I'm not letting this guy do anything. Especially one of them was like almost next to this guy. Like he was ready for anything to happen. I think they were. They had guns, right? No, no the security, no. Uh, I did like how, like, like, when we're watching the movie, they did not look at the screen. They were just looking at us. They're all day. I bet you they were just pissed off they didn't hear it. But uh, I mean, I, I felt safe because it, those two were yeah. there. I at least enjoyed the movie. Yeah, like, like George said, they were straight up. Uh, I I looked at them and they they were not watching the movie. They were watching that guy yeah. specifically <laughs> that guy, which I was fine with that. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the new. Uh, security things at Disneyland is I would definitely say bring all your stuff from the hotel room now <laughs> to Disneyland because I mean I usually let my kids and whoever I'm with uh, stay oh, at I Disneyland yeah 
and then I'll go to the, the, the room real quick, grab our jackets or whatever we need. And now that since you're by yourself and you're going to get metal checked immediately, <laughs> like it's like, nah, I have a stroller now. <laughs> I'm going to bring everything with me. I mean, I don't... I don't mind it too much. I mean, even if I get checked, I mean, what, it's going to be, what, just one minute? And just boom, boom? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't help but, like, doing a metal check, like, oh, well, like, metal detectors, it's not that much. And, like, I, you can see in the pictures they have wands, but it doesn't take that long. But, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> well, well, how do you feel, Jimmy? About this whole security thing? Um, I'm pretty happy that they're increasing all the security about it, even though I am, like, the first person to be checked because I have this little beard going <laughs> and yeah. a little that, brown. That and the turban you wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, being someone that's already been profiled, I guess, um, I don't really mind it that much. I'm, I'm honestly pretty glad that they're checking everyone and just being safe and with a good, positive attitude. I mean, you could take it um, negatively, but if you're happy about it, then, I mean... You're, you're, and all and all it ends is, is just safety. Yeah. And with everything going on, it's just the best we could do right now. That's the main thing, yeah. safety. Mm-hmm. And the, the only sad part about this is, you know, I work at an airport, so, you know, I have to go through TSA every day. The unfortunate thing is there's going to be some, there, there's always going to be that one person who's going to overreact to the fact that he's been pulled from the line to do this extra stuff. I see it every day, and it makes me mad, like, it's for your safety, dude. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Like, yeah, I would have to agree. Like, um, like I said, like it does upset me that they have to do this, um, especially that you know it really impedes like your time in the park and all that. But when it really comes down to it, like I, I prefer the safe, like the safe feeling of it. And then uh, the whole thing is like one thing I do applaud them for is that they uh, they were very specific because I read uh, Disneyland posted it themselves uh, their new security standards and in it. They specifically say multiple times that they have the right to refuse service to anyone, which I know in the past we've heard many stories of like people like with costumes who get away with it because they push it and they just do it. But, you know, I, I like that they're giving them the sense that, you know, now Disney's just straight up being like, look, when it really comes down to it, we don't have to let you in here at all. So, you know, either you can go through our screening or you can leave. Like, we're not, we're not concerned. And then that's the thing is like, this is not going to be a huge impact to park attendance. Because, mind you, especially in California, all parks are doing this now. And um, I know a lot of people, I will say, like, a lot of people I know were mostly happy about this. Because it's that same thing. It's the safety thing. Like, you know, if they would have done nothing in the response to San Bernardino, considering that it's in their state, like, you, you'd have to be sitting there like, so what, you just don't care? Like, <laughs> exactly. you're, you're just going to be like, well... You know, cross our fingers, hope this doesn't happen. <laughs> I like how the dog, his harness is still have a Disney, uh, like the police logo thingy. Yeah. I thought that was oh, funny. Yeah. The shield with the Mickey on it. No, all the security guards, they're all unarmed, right? Or Yeah, they're so. unarmed. But um, no. that's actually a big thing, too, at Disneyland. You'll notice, uh, especially in this Esplanade, which is the front area, you see Anaheim police there all the time because right. um, I know, like, I've argued with someone that I know that's a, that's a California, he used to be a California resident, and he always try to argue that, oh, you know, there's other things in Anaheim. No, there isn't, first of all. Mm-hmm. There's the Angel Stadium, and there's Disneyland. That's it. But uh, to a small extent, there's Knott's Berry Farm. But, I mean, if you want to waste your money, do your thing. But... <laughs> Um, when it really comes down to it, <laughs> it's technically Buena Park, it's not Anaheim. Yeah, that's true. But um, 
Like, uh, the, the whole thing is that um, Anaheim police are always at Downtown Disney and the Esplanade because that's the thing is that Disney, it's an unspoken thing, but Disney, because they're the main attraction of Anaheim, they've always been really hard on, like, the city council and stuff that, you know, they come first for everything. And they've always been that way. Mind you, when it came to the, uh, the five freeway, there's a reason why it goes right next to Disneyland, and it's because Walt Disney needed it to be that close to Disneyland so people could get to Disneyland. And then when it came to, like, beautifying uh, Anaheim, because Anaheim, let's be real, Anaheim is kind of a ghetto, <laughs> especially around Disneyland. But when you're around Disneyland, you can't tell because it's all so nice because uh, Disney pressured the Anaheim uh, City Council to beautify that area so that it didn't look so ugly. Get so, it. like, that area looks a lot nicer now. Like, uh, you you wouldn't even guess that. Like, on the other side of the five, like, you're basically, like, in, like it feels super ghetto. Like, you're just like, oh, this is the slums over here. But, <laughs> sorry for anyone who lives over this there. But, the, uh, <laughs> this is the cold opening for a CSI episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so, like, that's one thing, too, is you know Anaheim Police is there. They're there all the time. They even have, like... They have this little, like, scooter uh, thing that they ride around in, uh, or not scooter, it's more like uh, an ATV that they ride around all of the Disney property in, and it says Anaheim Police, and it has lights and everything. I think it's, it's all bikes, too. Yeah, they're it's, just cruising. Yeah, they, they're there all the time, and that's the thing, is that they have to be there. So, you know, you've got that, and then, of course, this, too. I'm sure that they probably have, like, Anaheim Police, like, stationed there now uh, at the bag check. Because, like, even, even, like, I work at a hotel, and uh, on the weekends, we pay uh, Metropolitan Police to give us people uh, that will work on property for us. Like, and they're Metro cops, but they're, they're getting paid from us. Like, we pay their overtime for them so that they're there. And, you know, that's basically, I assume, what Disney does, too. A uh, quick little fact for you guys. Uh, at Disneyland, um, did you know that they're on their own electric grid? So if that, there was a power oh, outage, yeah, yeah, you told me about Disneyland that. would not go out because they're on their own power grid. Ah, and we have our own. Well, they also have like a was it a centrifugal like a power generator thing on property, and I like if you go on the monorail, you can see it, um, and it's like you know supposed to like produce power for them. So like they they are pretty insane. Like it is like quite honestly like a little city. How much is it to, to rent a small building inside the park? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Hunter. But <laughs> um, if you guys don't have anything else to say, I think uh, that'll finish it off for us. You guys have any last thoughts you want to give about security? Uh, I bet you they're going to kill it when it comes to locker sales. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Locker sales will be up. Well, my point was... Um, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure just implementing this new uprise in the security, I'm sure if there's, like, these nice little uniforms that they'll give these security guards and their dogs and just an upbringing in their, how they present themselves and everything, I'm sure it'll, it'll be like any other cosplayer that's around the park. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would agree. Like, in the pictures, you can kind of see that they're given more of, like, a, like a police department, uh, like, a... Feel. uniform than uh you know the white shirt and <laughs> yeah that they yeah with the old man hat like that you see in the park but uh so i guess that's gonna do it for us um so we just want to say really quickly uh subscribe to us on uh twitter oh, i'm sorry i'm super watching george 
So subscribe to us on <laughs> iTunes. Uh, follow us on Spreaker. Um, once again, thank you to all four people out there that are listening. It looks like our whole audience is here with us. But... <laughs> we'll never forget Dave. Yes, thank you, Dave. Every time uh... you will, all, you will always get a thank you. Um, and uh, we've got we've got some new things coming up for you guys. Uh, we're going to be planning these out a little more. I know uh, we've been talking about that. Uh, we're going to do more What's Wrong with Disneyland. And I think our next one, though, is going to be What's Wrong with Disney World. Just, <laughs> just to let you guys know that it's, we are even on our gripes. But uh, <laughs> uh, for us, though, that's going to be it. So um, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at GeoDisney. That's G-I-O Disney. You can follow Hunter. You can follow me on Instagram, JaxDback24. Gonna change the name soon, don't worry about it. You can follow me on Twitter, Hunter3GATM. Won't change that name. <laughs> Before I, I send it off to George, go see Star Wars. This is a joke. <laughs> I agree. See Star Wars. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, like I said, J182. Um, yeah. You got anything, James? You, you want to slug? I have nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that jacket that I have. <laughs> um, probably Instagram, just uh, Romo Slice ninety seven. This guy. <laughs> he means Tony Romo. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, that's gonna be it for us. So thank you guys. We'll see you next time. See ya later. Bye. Catch out. <laughs> I guess made a fussy with you. <laughs>